You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. And since it's Friday, it is that time of the week. It's time for the Agenda Cafe. And I'd like to welcome back uh, to the studio our wonderful co-host, Karen Ko. Karen, how are you doing? I'm great, Noreen. It's Friday, so, you know, it's always good to be here on a Friday. I know, it's so lovely. And yeah. we've got a really important topic today. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny because um, when I first thought of this topic, I thought, oh, yeah, this is interesting. And the more I think about it, the more interesting and profound it is. So we're talking about parenting, okay? So parenting may not sound that interesting. And the reason we're doing it is that the 1st of June, next next Monday, is the Global Day of Parents. Um, when you think about it, you know, being a parent is probably the most important job you'll ever have. And you don't do it usually with any skills or training. You know, you're like, I'm going to have a baby. You have the baby and you're suddenly... Oh, thrown into the deep end. Where's the manual? Where's the instruction manual? Um, And when you think about it, the the relationship that either you have as an as an adult with your parents is probably again the first relationship you have, uh, probably one of the most important you'll ever have, and it really shapes how you are for the rest of your life. You know what happens with you and your parents determines a lot of your own future and your own relationships and so I thought it'd be just really interesting to look at um, you know what is parenting and and how do you become uh, it's hard to say you know I don't want to put value judgments on it but a good parent or a better parent or at least a more aware parent of of what you're doing aware parent aware parenting (laughs) and so you know it so happens to be this global day of parents as it's the idea is to provide an opportunity to appreciate parents for the, the commitment that they give to their children and the lifelong sacrifice towards nurturing this relationship. And we're delighted to have with us a great guest. We have um, today Odette Umali, who's the founder of Gordon Parenting. So welcome to the program, Odette. Good afternoon, Karen. Good afternoon, Nareen. Welcome back. It's Thank great you. to see you again, yeah. Odette. Thank you for having me. Thank so you. when we think about it, you know what I was just saying, that that parent-child relationship is, is the first relationship we have. You know, we all have parents. We may not all be parents, but we all have parents. And most people never have formal training in how to raise a child. So how do most people do it? What, what, what do they end up doing? Well, basically, um, parenting is uh, affected by how we were raised, right? And so it, you get it from the environment, how you were raised by your parents. And um, parents prefer to uh, continue on how they were raised by their parents because they were happy and they have good memories. But there are also parents who didn't like the way they were parented. So they avoid the style of of how they were parented. So this uh, changing style also happens. So you either do what your parents did Mm -hmm. or you do exactly the opposite because you're like, I'm I'm never gonna do that because my parents made me do this. I'm never gonna make my kids do that. Yes. So it's it's if if those parents who, as you mentioned, aware and conscious of their style, then they choose the other way of parenting their children. And you know, in when you have children, I mean, you obviously go through stages. When you have very young children, um, you know, the focus is on you know feeding them, yes. keeping them safe, uh, on on their development. How much is a child when they're very young actually learning? Um, from you in terms of how to behave mm-hmm. because we just assume that little kids just they just do whatever they want to do you know they're not really paying attention to what we're doing mm-hmm. there's a very strong uh, concept that we try to emphasize is about connection and attachment preverbal kids can sense your emotional state as a parent 
It's how you hold them. It's how you touch them, and how how you call their names. They may not be able to answer you back, but if you're in your cheerful disposition, it shows in your way of carrying them or cuddling them. So. Uh, uh, Clearly, it starts from us in, in building this connection and in building this style of uh, trust and security that they need at that stage. Yeah. Let's talk about the different styles of parenting. Mm-hmm. We often hear, uh, you mentioned just now, attachment parenting. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, authoritarian uh, parenting. Uh, there's uh, a, a, a p- p- what is permissive, it? permissive, permissive parenting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the different types of parenting that are quite uh, common that we see. Yes. In fact, when you mention about authoritarian, that is the parent uh, gives solution to the child when there is always a conflict between them. Permissive parenting is when the child gives a solution to the parent when there is a problem or a conflict between them. So the resentment cycle is there. When you're applying authoritative style, it is the child who's resentful. Whereas when you're applying permissive style, it's the other way around. It's the parent who feels of, I would say, ineffective, and there's also that resentment in the relationship. There are other styles actually Helicopter parenting, they hover around. Mm-hmm. Lawnmower, they What's try lawnmower? to be one step ahead of the child. All right, and there's another one. Tiger mom. Tiger yeah, mom. Tiger yes, mom. Yes, yes, mom. yes. They they are more of productivity uh, conscious parents. It's not about relationship. It's about how uh, how much outputs that they can have. Let's say achieve high score, or get to the school, or be able to be a leader of that organization. So it's more of productivity focus. And there's uh, they're another usually one. quite uh, narcissistic parents that see their children as um, an extension of themselves. So they, they, they are high achievers themselves. So mm-hmm. therefore, their children must get into Harvard, Yale, and you know, <laughs> um, all of those. Mm-hmm. And there's a free range. It's free range. Parenting. I think I was raised by free range parents. Okay. <laughs> well, that means they just let you out and hope that you came back in one piece. Yes, they trust your instincts yes. as a child. And now you're a parent educator, so yeah. free range. <laughs> Maybe free range works. Is that how do you find a balance between these these different styles? And I mean, can you can you change? You know, can you change from one style to another? Um, I mean, it's interesting that some parents I've I've heard complaints from educators that parents won't get out of the way. You know, mm-hmm. these days they're they're there at school all the time. They're sending emails. They're sending WhatsApps. They're like, why did my child not do well on this test? Or yes. why didn't they make the team? And they're really like getting in front of the kids a lot. Right. So finding the balance is, is quite difficult for some parents. Again, it is how they were exposed during their childhood stage and their relationship with their parents. All right. Secondly, anything in excess is really not good. Of course, you, if you have your standards, it's, it's great to be clear about it. But finding or allowing your child to have that space to find ways to solve their own problem is really very important. So as a, you're asking what would be the alternative, how to be healthy in your relationship with your child, is about a balancing act. All right? It is the quality. Are you happy being with your child? Right. Or is your child being happy with you? Are you feeling resentful about your child because he can't do other things except focusing on them? Or is a child feeling burdened that you're co- over-controlling them too? So it's, it's a reflection of, of your bond and relationship, but that's process mm. for the long term.
It's a real dance, you know. Yes. And and it changes, you know, the dynamics can change Mm -hmm. also because our experiences shape us. And and as the children grow up, you'll see that they may be, you know, quite attached to you and then they suddenly want their independence. And parents, you know, you have to relinquish that control over your your child because they're not your entity. So that's one thing I have to keep reminding myself. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, we tend to look at little kids, young children and say, well, they don't really know what they're saying or they don't mm. understand you know they don't they're they're kids how would they know they don't know how the world works etc i mean is that a mistake i mean should, should we be listening to our kids more and you know of course they don't have life experience maybe they don't know a certain thing is dangerous or but how how do you how do you listen to kids in the way that they want to be listened to right um it's very important to have that strong connection so connection first before correction so why do we need to listen to children? Why is because we want them to feel they're being listened to, right? And increase that connection at the same time so that they can just vent out their emotional distress. So we have this uh, process that we teach in in PETs called active listening process that you will give you a few skills, but you will have to be the one to see what's the right thing for your child at according to the age and the situation. Sometimes you just need a touch you know, just physical presence or or, or or just reflecting back how they feel about the situation. Mm. So Avoiding when, roadblocks. Just back up, you mentioned PET. Just mm. explain to our listeners what PET stands for. Yeah, PET stands for Parent Effectiveness Training. It is a skills workshop which is developed by Dr. Thomas Gordon, who's a three-time Nobel Peace Prize nominee in uh, 1962. Yeah, he developed this in 1962. And what does it entail, PET? All right, PET is, uh, aims to have more enjoyable moments with your children. And we are able to deal with conflicts because conflict is inevitable in any relationship. All right, And what we want to do is just to show them how to problem solve with, with you. And later on, eventually, they can problem solve later on with their own problems. How do parents sort of navigate between their own parenting, their own parents with their parenting style to the to the parenting style that they want as well? Um, we were speaking just now before the program began that a lot of the times we, we romanticize or we think back to how we were raised. And mm. even though we were spanked, um, we think it's OK to spank our children because, oh, you know, my mom spanked me. So it's OK if we spank our kids. But it actually, there, there's got to be a better way yes. to get your message across without hitting another person mm-hmm. yeah um so well i was hit <laughs> i was spanked <laughs> same so, i don't think i, I was, was actually <laughs> but i did spank my kids once or twice yes i was grounded i was threatened all those things i think were, our parents really had good intentions when they were raising us but the thing is we they were not aware of the researchers saying that it affects the mental health of our children when we do those uh things so we were actually lucky to have this researchers now showing us what to do we have evidences and it, it gives us appropriate ways to, to have that effective communication style with our children. Our parents never had that before, so. Yeah, yeah. but people are still reluctant. They still think mm. it's okay, even despite yes. what research says, they still think, well, it's okay, it's just it's just a spank. They need to learn mm-hmm. that right. kind of mentality. And, you know, and people, some people do have very strong views about when I become a parent, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Uh, even though they have no experience, but they they already have a predetermined idea in their head that I'm going to be like this. Right. I mean, right. that can't be helpful, right? It can't because how else you know can they deal with conflicts if they don't know other alternatives? So they use power. 
Yes. So it's a power, yeah, it's a power relationship. I mean, when you think about it, kids have so little control over their lives, right? You tell them, you wake up now, and now you're going to eat this, <laughs> this thing that I've cooked for you, and now you're going to go to kindergarten, and now you're going to come home, and now you're going to wear this, and you're going to take a bath. Yes. They have so little control over their lives. Yes. It must be, it must be hard, actually. Mm-hmm. And and we do have parents saying that I was just raised because I was my parents were was obliged to raise me. Aww. So it's sad to hear that when you're in your forties and fifties saying that to other people. Yeah. Because that's how they felt. Mm. And and in the long term they are affected by it. Yeah. So it's it's really not uh um how will it say, um uh, lasting and uh respectful relationship that you would like to have because again the effect is long term. Yeah. How about, I mean, the other thing is, you know, of course, we all do whatever we do at home, but we don't live in a vacuum. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a society, in a community, and there are outside pressures, you know, especially once your kids start going to school, you have other parents going, oh, did you enroll your child in this? Why not? They're going to fall behind. You know, there's so much the pressure. peer pressure. Yes. Yeah. How should parents deal with that? Yes, I think we have to be clear with our values as a family. Once you set those values and and really declare it among the members of the family, you have that a way to get to that value. Of course, it comes in different ways, but what works with our family? Because the reason why PET is here for 53 years is because it is applicable on, on several values. Could be Asian value system, could be a European value system. So. If you want to model honesty, it starts from us. You know what I mean? If you want to model financial management to your bigger kids, you need to have uh, demonstrate to them how to budget step by step because they're learning a new skill, right? So 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 many ways to 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 influence our kids without using power. Because I they will follow what we do, not what we say. Yeah. Mm, that's that's very, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Not power. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a quite a concept because I guess as a parent, that's what you have. You have Mm -hmm. power, whether it's you know the power of you know finances or the power to make decisions Mm. or the power just to physically pick up your child and move them somewhere else. Right. Right. So you know, being aware of that is is really important. Right. Do you find? Sorry. Yeah. Do you find most most parents actually are actually aware of the power they have? Not at all. They thought it's just. uh, they, they they know they don't have the power, but uh, they they think that they can use it all the time. You know, we also differentiate authority and power, the fair authority of being an expert of a subject, right? This is what we offer also in parents. No, don't give up that authority, you know. But when power is used, when you have conflict, it becomes toxic. Yeah. All right. So we have to differentiate what is power being, where is power being used? Yeah. yeah. Because power corrupts, and and also, you know, when you're a parent, when you have that power, um, you need to be very aware of your emotions as well. Because sometimes children can trigger that. I know I have very young children, so I can only imagine if you have teenagers. Sometimes, if they talk back to you, it can really make you lose your cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's happening now. My daughter's only three, um, and you just have to realize that you have to just be in control. Yes. And by control, I don't actually mean, you know you know you you know take out the i don't know smack or anything but just have to be very in control and not to not to yell back and 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 it's it's hard it's (laughs) see there's this very important one when you yell back why are you yelling back it's because you're tired you just want to make sure that your child get the information but 
into I mean the parenting style of, of traditional parents like my parents they never really took care of themselves they were focused on looking after us right so it starts from us as parents if we're good and we're feeling okay about ourselves then we bring out uh, the good vibes the better way of dealing with them so we, we really encourage parents to do a lot of self-care, yeah. right? exercise, mm. do stretchings, and reserve some energy for yourself. Because if you're drained, you're not emotionally generous to anyone. Yeah. And if you yell, they're only focusing on the yelling. Yes. They're, not, they're not even listening to yes. what you're saying. That's they're true. just thinking like, oh, here, here she is yelling yeah. at me again. Yes. So stressed out parents can't really be that good communicators because yes. they're just transferring all the stress yes. to their kids. But they're not bad parents. No, no They're no. going through yeah. something that they really need to reflect first before yeah. they... So uh, take a walk, you know, if you're triggered by your child's behavior, open the windows. Remove yourself from the situation. situation yeah. You know, take a break, uh, do a bio break for a while. So all, all those ways to just try to have that space and to calm down yourself. Yeah, well, mm. let's uh, take a quick uh, song break and uh, after the news, uh, we'll return to more chat uh, with Odette today uh, to talk a little bit more about parenting. And of course, we want to hear from you also. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. And you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio. <laughs> Whitney Houston on RTHK Radio 3 with the greatest love of all, which Karen, I'm told... Well, well, you listen to the first five lyrics of the song. It's Whitney Houston's Guide to Parenting. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they have inside. Give them a sense of pride and make it easier. Uh, I can't remember the rest, but, you know, it's yeah. actually not bad. About parenting, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so joining us this afternoon, we have Odette Umali, who is the founder of Gordon Parenting. And we are uh, looking ahead um, at a Global Day of Parents, which is uh, on Sunday, uh, the 1st of June. And so we're really happy to have you joining us today, Odette. I'd like to uh, pick up on something that you talked about before the news break about Asian parenting and, and European uh, Western parenting. Mm-hmm. Is there a fundamental difference? Because we often hear... Um, Oh, Asian mothers in particular, Asian parents are very strict and mm-hmm. Western parents are, are more relaxed. Uh, from what you've seen, is that true? No, that's labeling. <laughs> it, I think it started with a label of tiger mom. You know, originally started with Chinese parents in the US, but I've seen Western parents who are tiger moms or tiger parents. So it is really individual and depending on the value system of that person. Okay, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So it is just a stereotype. It's yes. not actually true. Yeah. I yes. mean, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, Western um, helicopter parents or lawnmower parents. And equally, you know, there, there's, I guess, because there's so much emphasis in Asia on education. Mm-hmm. So at schools, it appears that, you know, maybe the, the Asian parents are more intense. Right. Uh, or maybe they just talk about it more um, mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and they're always comparing like, oh, is, is your kid, do you have a tutor for this and do you have a tutor for that? Whereas maybe the Western parents f- still feel that way, but they may not talk about it as right, much. Right. That's a possibility. That's a possibility yeah. too. But uh, I think it is really within the society, like Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong parents are are, are very conscious about uh, the success of their children. So um, there's a tendency to be pressured by other families. But again, it goes back to 
who you are, what's your value system as a family, and clear with your family members. Mm. So, so Adette, you have some stories to share with us from, from your experience, you know, with all the parents you've come across. So, mm-hmm. so tell us what the types of experiences you've seen. Um, one notable uh, scenario shared by one father was uh, he, he realized that his teenage daughter um, consumed his bottle of champagne in his stash. <laughs> it, it 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 lightened up our class, but obviously the father had a problem. Right. Another COVID case is uh, one father uh, was so sharing with us. How did he resolve us. it? Did, did did he confront uh, the daughter? Did he you know say to his daughter, "I noticed that you drank my my champagne," and was that resolved? Did he update you guys? All right, um, because when the parent owns the problem and the child is not affected, it falls in the uh, behavior window, which is called parent own. So we had to uh, give the structure to the parent or the father how to say it in a non judgmental mm-hmm. manner and not to pa- punish the child. Yes. Maybe the child was having other needs, right? So I feel, I would say, I feel worried, right, that uh, you consumed a bottle of champagne because she's 15. Mm-hmm. And um, you won't be able to attend school the following day because of that uh, feeling of intoxicated. So again, we we have these cases when, is it a value issue? Is it uh, an issue about you not having that connection with your child? That's why they want to alter their state. They want to get drunk or they want to do other things. So uh, there's many uh, reasons behind the behavior and we try to evaluate together with other parents in class. Hmm. Using I, like I feel. How I feel, yes. Right. Another case is during COVID, there is his father, she, he shared with us that uh, his, his son didn't want to take a bath, didn't brush his teeth, didn't change, because anyway, it's a Zoom class. Right. Oh, he's not in his routine, so he <laughs> felt, why bother? Why bother? <laughs> Child has no problem, but the father obviously was bothered by that. You know. So again, how do you influence a child? So he tried to model it every day during COVID. He would wake up, he'd dress up like office attire so that the children would follow, you know. And what if the child still doesn't want to? Yes. <laughs> then what? <laughs> then you have to problem solve and say, okay, when do you want to take your shower? All right. Or, okay. Mm. Or you prefer to do first your Zoom class and take a break and during lunchtime you might want to. Or also understanding what did you do last night? All right. Why do you have no time to take a bath this before the class? So again, during COVID, kids stayed up late yeah, right? wow. so we have to make sure that we know the full story before we we give mm. uh, wow. solutions i'm getting a headache thank yeah. you but nowadays i just try and make it into a game with my three-year-old <laughs> but i suppose well, we have teenagers i have, I have a, a very unique small okay. kids uh, scenario uh, when two uh, kids were taking a bath together and of course joyfully they were enjoying each other Mother saw one of her child was uh, that one the girl was peeing on the head of the sibling. <laughs> the kids were laughing. <laughs> well, funny, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, funny. the mother had a problem. Yeah, the kids uh, didn't have a problem. Yeah, mm, yeah. interesting. And so, yeah. what did she do? So she decided to change the environment. Next time around, they will have to take a bath separately. Oh, oh really? I just but, tell them, just don't do that. Yeah, next time. could be. Yeah, yeah, could be, or it could be also a consequence of that behavior. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So it, it is interesting because sometimes, you know, the kids see it totally as not a problem. I have yes. an example. Like my kids never want to make the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're adults now. They still want to never make the bed. And the reasoning is 
why bother to make the bed? I'm just going to get back into it later. <laughs> and, you know, I, it took me a long time to just not look at it, you know, because yeah. it's obviously not a problem to them yes. because they just feel like I'm going to be in and out of that bed at least twice a day, if not more. Mm -hmm. So why bother making the bed? It's just a waste of time. Okay. And I walk past or through and I'm like, well, that just irritates me to see it. Mm -hmm. But after a few times, I'm just like, I'm just not going to look at it. Right. Is that a good way of handling? I think so, because you choose your battles. You know, you, you are you going to uh, think about relationship or over things? Sometimes mm. you just want to have an enjoyable two hour together, especially for us. We're working moms, right? There are certain things that you can let go because you have a long term goal. It's about order. But when they're in their dorm or they're with their friends, they know how to take care of the, be the, the beddings, right? Or when you're on holiday, they also try to make sure that they're organized with their mm. things. So it is when at home they feel everything is okay because they feel safe with you. And relaxed. And relaxed. Yeah. So that's when they feel like they can be themselves. Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned in the first uh, scenario, punishment. Mm -hmm. So is should we punish children for behavior that we don't like? Mm -hmm. All right. There is a, a case, you know, when we talk about what you don't like, all right? Example, because it has to be behavioral issue, you know. Is it about spitting? Is it about hitting? And your child is three years old. Do they really have that skill to control their emotion? Maybe not. Right? So understanding the behavior according to the child developmental stage is important so that we can guide them how to express their emotion they're upset by labeling first their emotion so understanding that okay my child is in the process of developing therefore she doesn't have the correct or uh, the, the, the enough uh, skills to be able to express all right but if your child or let's say child is do, giving information at age six which is different from the reality oh you're lying, you're lying no yeah. it is it's part of their way of of, of creativity or finding information. Maybe they need to be empowered or they need to be alone or you know, enforce their own independence. So, so many reasons behind a behavior that is unacceptable for the parents. So we have to really understand what is it about. Mm. How about when they get older? You know, so if you have an older teenager who lies to you and you then later become aware of the lie. I yes. mean, what should you do about that? Right. Example would be, um, I remember my daughter went to New York, not letting us know. Oh, <laughs> did she tell you she was somewhere else? <laughs> we thought she was in Ithaca for four hours. I mean, it's a four hour drive. So it, you know, it, it takes planning to get to New York, right? So I, I just had to tell her in a composed manner. Of course, I had my emotional regulation steps to do, right? And said, I see you are in New York. So it's a behavior. I know mm. you are in New York. And then pause. All right. Let them be aware that you're aware. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, shoot, sorry, mom. Oh. Are you going to punish me when you see me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I'm concerned about is your safety. All right. So try to discuss the tangible effect on you You're as a so parent. Calm or dead. Oh, yeah, Even that, that pause is very important. Yes. And sometimes that silence can communicate yes. a, a, a lot. Let the let it sit. 
for a while. Right. Let them get the chance to process what you've said. So yes. hard to do. It's so hard, hard to do. So but this is the beauty of, of, of being able to have this unacceptable behavior with you and your presence. Because they will bound, you know, to make mistakes. They're trying to exercise their, their independence. And it's nice that you're there to say, okay, all right. It's really exciting to be there than to be in Ituka. It's boring in Ituka. I get you. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, there, there is a certain reason why they're doing it, but because they're not yet fully developed, their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed to know what's logical and what's the right decision for, for that moment, then you're there to just accept that I acknowledge that you want to have fun with your friends. Yeah. But right. you just need to tell us because we need to know where you are there you because go. we're worried mm. about you. All right. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I think is interesting, I mean, I'll, I'll disclose, I did this parent effectiveness training course like in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to revisit the books many, many times. Mm -hmm. um, but you have this concept, concept which you mentioned earlier about owning the problem, mm -hmm. because parents tend to feel like every problem is my problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> so ha just explain that whole concept. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, well, before PET, I owned all the problems. <laughs> it was, I became drained and tired. I couldn't function because I was a working mom, you know. So um, the Gordon model is a relationship framework, right? And we call it the behavior window, all right? It is the way to diagnose your relationship with your child at that given moment, all right? And the top of the window pane is the first window pane is called the child owns the problem. It is when the child is saying, I hate you, mom, you don't make me. All right, clearly the child has a problem about you because you're asking them to attend their tennis lessons or take the Chinese lessons, right? You are not upset, but the child is upset. That's a child owns the problem. Below the child owns a problem is a no problem area. That's the aim of the course, to have that enjoyable moments together, eating dinner together, hiking together, all right, playing or doing puzzle together. Underneath the child, uh, the no problem area, so to call parent owns the problem. That is when the child asks you to take him to school because he misses school bus, or the child leaves his plate on the table. He's okay with it because he needs to go to the next room to play his video game, but left you to clear the table and takes energy and time for you to clear the table instead of you relaxing, reading your magazine or surfing the internet. The child ignorantly not understanding that you're upset. Underneath, which is really very important to also uh, uh, note, is the conflict between the parent or between the child, or it's both, or it could be the whole family members. But this conflict, is divided into two. It could be conflict of needs when the child wants to spend his weekend with his friends because he just misses his friends because of the COVID virus that we had that they were not able to get to get together. But you said, no, we're spending time together as a family. We're celebrating grandma's birthday, right? So also with the value issues, that you see your daughter starting to eat solid foods with a mouth open. Oh my God, this is not, I don't like this. I love, I like ta table etiquette. I'm into table manners. No way my child will open his, her mouth when she's eating. So that's a value issue. So how do we tackle the conflicts between conflict of needs and also value? So every window pane has a skill that we try to share in the course that we need to apply accordingly. All right, when the child owns a problem, we teach helping skills. When we have no problem, it is very important that we still cultivate that relationship because we don't relax. It has to be an active relationship where we need to grow and nourish it. And that's what we call relationship skills. 
underneath, which is called the parent, parent errands. When you're mm-hmm. when you're triggered, but the child is ignorant about it, or the other person, you have to confront them in an assertive manner, but maintain the self-esteem, all right? And when you have both on the conflict, you still have to deal with it, but we're using your confrontational skills. But again, conflict is inevitable. We have to deal with it in a healthy manner because yeah. it can make your relationship grow and it can be more closer. Right? It can be more, it can grow together with that. But if it's not dealt with it in, together with the person or together with your child, it becomes toxic. Yes. Mm. So you, so there, when you have those conflicts, there is a way where maybe you both, you know, it doesn't have to be a win-lose situation necessarily. Right. Um, it's only win-win because it is based on the needs of both parties. Oftentimes, people fight over solution. No, you're not going out with your friends this weekend. But the need of friendship of this teenage and your need for being family time. So why can't we find a solution where we can meet your needs to be with your friends and we can also spend time together with the family? Bring along your friend. Let Join her to grandma's birthday. Yeah. Then we can have all our needs met. Mm. So you have to be a bit more creative and understanding yes. Uh, yes. about those conflicts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back to something. We've only got about uh, 10 minutes before the, the end of the program. Something that we mentioned in the to- uh, first part of the program is active listening. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt you mentioned that. Um, explain what it is again and why it's so hard uh, to, to do active listening. All right. Thank you. So active listening is a process, right? We, we teach that when the child owns the problem, all right? The aim is to make the child feel understood, all right? And so when we see that the child is open to share, then we can discuss. But if we see that the child is so closed, maybe we just need to have that physical presence and have open-ended questions say, I see you're, you're having a difficult time. Would you like to talk about it? Right? So you will have to find the balance between what you could use with your words or just a touch or just your physical presence, all right? So we need to bring down that emotional temperature so that they can trust you, they can be calm, and then they can start opening up their problem with you. Yeah. So it depends on different stages. With small kids, all they need is a hug and say, all right, mommy's really, mommy's really here to, to, to make you feel safe because you're afraid of the dark. There might be ghosts in the window. Yes, mommy. Yeah. Mm. And that's all they need. Maybe one statement. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't like it when your friends are not inviting you to go out to play with them. You hate it. You're acknowledging. But you're not agreeing. You're just acknowledging. Yeah, it's true. It's hard. Okay, yeah. active listening is really powerful. And then I think the thing a lot of parents struggle with is then you want to fix the problem for them. This is the right? issue, right? So you didn't get invited to the play date. I'm going to call the mother now. Yes. Or what if your child says I'm being bullied by someone? Mm. And then they say to you, don't tell anybody or don't, you know, how are you supposed to just know that and not want to do something about right. it? Um. What we share is that don't feel alone about this issue, especially bully. Share it with a teacher, share it with the principal, those authorities involved, because they have their system instilled in, you know, in, in the institution already that they know what to do. Uh, we have this parent who had this case and didn't even expect that it could be resolved in a week. 
So at the end, those two boys got along and now they're good friends. Yeah. It's because this boy had problems with his sibling. That's why he hit him with a tennis racket. So it's not bullying. It was just one instance. Yeah. So it's 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 good to know the, the story behind such unacceptable behavior of the other, because it's a very stressful environment for kids to be in school. You know, mm. they bring their own issues from from home from to home. school, yeah. and plus that they have to sit down there and listen to teacher. So it's a highly stressful environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Odette. I know we don't have much time, but mm-hmm. a couple of other things I was thinking about is, you know, we're we're kind of all assuming a, a nuclear kind of family, mm-hmm. but there are many kinds of family out there, right? The, you may be a foster parent. Yes. You may be newly divorced or separated, and maybe your parenting values and and style are totally different from your ex partner. Mm-hmm. You may be a step parent from your current partner. From your current partner, yes. Yeah. yes. Or you you may be a step parent, and you're you're taking on kids who have been raised totally differently. So how do people, you know, how should they approach those kinds of different situations? Right. I think it it starts with having this dialogue, you know, uh, giving the time to person to to understand what is that, where is that coming from, why are you, why do you want to hold on to this belief or value? All right. So maybe somehow you're the same. It's just the way you approach it. You're both holding on to your own value system. Right, yes. right. Okay. So it's it's good to give time to discuss about why you're disagreeing. Yeah. Where is that coming from? Is that from a trauma, from an experience? Let me know so that I can better understand you. Perhaps we're the same. It's just a different way of approach. Is it a problem, though, if two parents have totally different parenting styles like one of them says one is a yeller yeah, and the other is, one is yeah. very oh, calm yes. yeah. or one is like just let them do what they want and the other one's like no I want all, all this structure and I want to make sure they get you know have achieve all these goals yes we do have a lot of parents yeah. coming to uh, class saying that their husband's still yelling at their kids but she's maintaining a respectful way of communicating with their children and truly the bond between the mother and the children are really great <laughs> so the other one would follow because we 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 like to enforce of saying model it you know mm-hmm. so that the family member gets to be gets to learn from you because it's a long term effect right but of course there are moments when you just want to do power because you're in a rush sorry I can't actively listen I'm rushing so just try to reflect and say yeah I know that and then let me just correct myself so. It's a day-to-day awareness that we could uh, model and sometimes share it with our, uh, our, our co-parent or husband or wife. So it causes conflicts when they have different approaches, but you will not be able to convince them by saying it. That's why I'm saying you have to really show the effect when you do it yourself. Yeah, and is there uh, truly something like bad cop, good cop uh, yes. when you're parenting? And, and how effective is that, or, or is that really even encouraged? Shouldn't we all um, be a bit of good and be a bit of bad, in, in, in quotes? Mm-hmm. You know, not one person should be the one who disciplines their children, who has to tell off their children all the time. I see. When you say disciplinarian, when it comes to different issues, um, it's 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 very generalized. When you say disciplinary, I know what you're saying is just trying to set guidelines. Yes. Yeah. Not not physical discipline. Right. Not right, smacking right. or anything. There's yeah. no black and white. I think who is able to to have the time to influence a child at that moment? You can be the one influencing, or mom is working and you have the time. Sure, but 
But the trouble is, a lot of times, maybe the dad feels like, you know, oh, they've got a better relationship with the mum. The mum should just, you know, you talk to him about it because he listens to you more. There's mm-hmm. always that pushing the mm-hmm. responsibility to the person who has you know the, the the bigger influence on that child right or, right. or the dad doesn't have much time so th- th- he just wants the time to be fun yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. want to have to discipline shot right? exactly. yeah possibility or is it because they don't feel equipped and they don't feel confident that uh, it's going to be a successful interaction with your child so as long as the couple is supporting each other you know you can compliment because uh, uh supporting uh, your role as parents is really very important, you know. But your it's like your mom thinks that this, but I think this. But we have to respect your mom about it. So, mm. uh, being open and being honest to your child that you're different from your parent is very important, so that the child knows how to relate with dad or how to relate with mom, and that that's being human, you yeah. know, in this relationship. Oh, dad, it's such a pleasure to talk to you uh, once again. Uh, remind our listeners once again how they can find out a little bit more about Gordon Parenting. Have you got a website that yes. you can share? Thank you. We do have a website. It's uh, uh, GordonParenting.com, and uh, please uh, connect with us. At, we have a f- Instagram uh, account. Gordon underscore parenting and Facebook uh, account as well Gordon parenting thank you so much for having me thank you Ajit I mean this really is a lifelong skill it never ends (laughs) always learning as well exactly yeah Yeah, so thanks so much for sharing today it's been great to have you on thank you so much much, thank you